Titus chapter number 2, verse number 13. I love this verse. It absolutely helps my soul. It simply says this, looking for that blessed hope. Hallelujah. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. King of kings. Lord of lords. One that I can shout hallelujah to. One that I can thank for my salvation. One that I can praise because He is worthy of all praise. I'm thankful for every word of the word that we have in the word of God. But if you remember on the day of atonement, the people of Israel would have to go to a place. They'd have to go to the tabernacle temple. They would wait for that high priest to go behind the veil. He would take that blood behind the veil and he would walk around and they would wait for that high priest to come back out. Now, during that time, they were waiting, they were explained, they were just waiting for him to come back out. They were hoping and praying that God would see this sacrifice and would accept that sacrifice. And then when he would uh, enter into those holy of holies, he would sprinkle that blood upon the mercy seat. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself already. Glory to God. But precious things have happened in heaven when the great high priest has already entered into the Holy of Holies. And he has sprinkled the blood across the mercy seat. And God has said, satisfied. Satisfied with what, with what God himself, the blood that he shed. He said, I'm satisfied with that sacrifice. Those people of Israel would have to wait for that great high priest to come back out and come out of that veil. But Brother John, there's coming a day... <laughs> Where the great high priest is going to come out from behind the veil of the clouds of this earth. And there's going to be a glorious appearing of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the hope that we have through the Lord Jesus Christ. The hope that God has given to each and every one of us. The hope that God has helped us with every step of the way. And you say, well, what am I waiting for? I'm waiting for Him. I'll be honest with you. I'm not waiting for, no, I'm not waiting for the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God has already come. The day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of God came in upon the people and the church of God gets to experience the Holy Spirit of God. And let me tell you that if you're not ready to experience the Holy Spirit of God, don't stick around here too long. As a matter of fact, if you don't like the Holy Spirit of God, you've probably already got real nervous in your seat tonight. But I love the fact that the Holy Spirit of God is real. The Holy Spirit of God is precious. The Holy Spirit of God is present with us. The Holy Spirit of God is dwelling within us. And I'm not waiting for the Holy Spirit of God to come. I'm waiting for the Savior, Jesus Christ, to come. I'm not waiting for this old world to get uh, uh, regenerated. I'm not waiting for this old world to have a conversion. And all of a sudden, everybody gets to start getting better. I'll tell you, the people that uh, believe that, you are crazy. Look at the world that you see around you right now. If you think the world is going in the right direction, raise your right hand. Thank, thank God. Thank God that we are all in agreement, praise God, out of the mouths of babes. Amen. 
Thank God that we are all in agreement that we know that this world is not going in the right direction. There's not a great conversion that's going to take place. There's not this thing that's going to happen and all of a sudden the world's going to come around. And I'll be honest with you, Brother John, I'm not waiting for death either. Now, I understand the Bible says it's appointed once a man to die and after that to judgment. I understand Hebrews 9.27 is still in the Bible. I get that part. But I can tell you that I'm not waiting for, Brother Richard, I'm not waiting for uh, uh, from death to come and to take me. I'm waiting for Jesus Christ. I heard a long time ago, Brother Dustin, somebody said, I'm not waiting for the undertaker, I'm waiting for the upper taker. And I'm waiting for that one to be able to take me up out of this old vile world and take me up out of this place where I don't have to worry about the sin and the sickness and death and sorrow and problems anymore. I don't have to worry about taxes. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't have to worry about any of those things that this old world puts upon us. I'm thankful that God Almighty says and promised that He's on the way. It's part of the promises that he was singing about. I'm thankful that I can trust in him no matter what. So the precious son of God, the the one that is the king of kings, the lamb of God, the blessed hope that we have, that is the one that I'm waiting for. Do you realize that at the second coming of the Lord is mentioned in references 308 times, 18 times in your Bible? As a matter of fact, in the New Testament, one out of every 25 verses in the New Testament there is a reference to the second coming of the Lord. Eight times more than His first coming is mentioned is the second coming mentioned in your Bible. So I believe that the second coming of God is a very important thing that we should preach about, that we should teach about, that we should study our Word of God about, that we should praise Him about, that we should get excited about, that we should just be able to stand back and say, Glory to God. I know that days are dark right now. I know that times are troublesome right now. I know that mountains are steep right now. And I know that the rivers are wide right now. But glory to God, there's coming a day where Jesus Christ is going to step out on the clouds and the mountains are going to be flattened and the oceans are going to be taken care of. And glory to God, no rivers will have to cross anymore. Nothing that we'll ever have to think about ever again. Glory to God. Jesus is coming again. Glory to God. When you think about the goodness of God and how good that He is, I know that this is a hope that we have. Blessed hope that He's talking about. Looking for that blessed hope, happy hope, exciting hope. Boy, that's something. I don't know if you have realized this or not, but I get excited when Jesus Christ is talking about coming again. And I'm concerned about those That say, yeah, I've heard that again. I've heard that before. It's just one day closer, baby. It just gets one day closer, one day closer, one day closer. And boy, I just know without a shadow of a doubt that there's coming a day when He comes in the air. That is the hope of the church. But there is another time when Jesus Christ comes back and set His feet on this earth. And that is the hope of Israel. And may I say one more time, and I know I'm saying it a lot, but we stand with Israel. We are for Israel because the Bible still says that if you are for Israel, God is for you. But if you are against Israel, God is against you. And I don't ever want to make God 
my enemy. I thank God that when I was a six-year-old little boy, Brother Robert, I didn't make God my enemy anymore. I was the enemy of God because I was a child of Satan. But when I got saved and born again in the blood of Jesus Christ and the family of God, I'm no longer an enemy of God. I'm a child. I'm adopted. Thank God I am Jesus and He's coming again for me. So real quickly, real quickly, I want to do a little Bible study. Do this little Bible study this evening about how the great things that are happening with the blessed hope that we have. I want to look at this coming of Jesus Christ. People will say, hey, in the end days there's going to be mockers. And there's going to be one that says, I've heard that before. I've heard that time and time again. Boy, since the early 50s, people have been writing books. And even before that, people have been writing books about the coming of Jesus Christ. But that does not make it any more untrue. It is just that is true because God has promised that there is a sure of His coming. There is a sureness that God is coming, that Jesus Christ is coming. No matter what you think, no matter what the world thinks, no matter what the government thinks, no matter what anybody else in this world, Jesus Christ is coming again for sure. I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 1. I maybe they'll be able to follow me here this evening. In the book of Acts chapter number 1, you'll see these uh, verses here that we have, uh, that we point out. Look at Acts chapter number 1. Look at verse number 10 with me. Look with me in verse number 10. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven. Or they were looking up, they were looking steadfast. All of a sudden they had spent years and years and years, three and a half years with this man. And then they saw him and he was crucified, he was beaten, he was put on a cross. He was taken down after he gave his life breath. And thank God he gave his life. He was not taken, it was given for each and every one of us. Then he spent three days in the grave, glory to God. But on the third day he arose and spent 40 days with everybody else talking about how good and how great things are going to to be when we get to the glory heaven. Hallelujah. But then when we look at this, he's saying they're looking steadfastly toward heaven. And as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? I'll be honest with you, Brother Landon. I find myself standing up and gazing up into heaven from time to time. Have you ever done that? Have you ever got so enamored with the Holy Spirit of God? When you ever got so enamored with the Holy Spirit where He's been working with you and helping you and then the, then the Jesus Christ, where you're just thinking, boy, it could be that next cloud. It could be that next spot right there. It could be, boy, I've been in graveyards before. I've been in cemeteries and I've been telling undertakers, boy, it'd be a good day for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back. He said, what do you mean? I said, I always want to be in one of these places. I always want to be where in the cemetery because, hey, if I'm in a cemetery, Jesus Christ, that trump sounds, and all of a sudden these graves. He said, What? I said, Yes, it's going to be a good day. He said, I don't want to be around you if that happens. I said, If you are around me, we're just going to shout it out and have a glory, a hallelujah time all the way to heaven. We'd have a great time. But look at it. Why stand ye gazing? Why? Up into heaven this same Jesus. Which is taken up from you into heaven. Shall, I love this phrase. Shall so come in this manner. In like manner 
praise God, as ye have seen Him go into heaven. Brother Joel, that means without, without any doubt that Jesus Christ is coming again. Brother Tom, for sure, Jesus Christ is coming again. But also, that He's for sure, He's coming on the clouds. He's coming with the clouds to be able to get His children, to be able to get all of us and for sureness. Why, you think? Because why? Because it is a promise from Jesus Christ. He promised this in John chapter number 14, verse number 2 and 3. We begin to see those verses. John chapter number 14, verse number 2 and 3. You know how he says that I will go and prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, what is the promise? I I love preaching to people that know their Bible. I will Come again. And I'm thankful that He has promised that each and every one of us will know without a shadow of a doubt that our Savior is on the way. I thank God that there is a promise. But I want you to look in verse number 3 with me at John chapter number 14. They'll help you with this. John chapter number 14, verse number 3. It says, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Thank God for the promise. But I want you to look at this, Brother Landon. Who are their participants? Now, don't get quiet on me now. Who are the participants? To receive you. Are you a you? Are you a you born into the family of God? Are you a you? Glory to God. Are you a you that has trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you one of those that Jesus Christ has promised that He's coming? Glory to God, Brother Rick. I thank God and I can wave and I can shout hallelujah because I know that Jesus Christ is not talking just to those disciples right there, Brother Tom. He's not talking to just a few people that may be sitting around. But glory to God, the Word of God is speaking to me right now that I will receive you. You can go ahead and put shame. You can go ahead and put your name right there because He's going to receive you, glory to God, into the heavens, glory. I thank God that the surety of His coming is a promise. And then the participants is you, me, and everybody that's blood-bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a surety, thank God. But there's a surety, but then the sureness of His coming. But I want you to look at the swiftness of His coming. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Turn over there. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 with me. I love the book of the Bible. I love this book of the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 52 begins this way. Verse number 52. In a moment, in the twinkling. I think that's pretty quick. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. What is the twinkling of an eye? Most of the days, this happens involuntarily in your body and you don't even realize that it's happening. So in other words, what Jesus Christ is saying and what God Almighty is saying, that there is coming a day that I'm going to come so swiftly, so quickly, that you won't... One moment we're here in this trail of tears. (laughs) Hallelujah. And the next moment, we are on our trailway to heaven. 
We are on our way to glory land. We are on our way to a land with no sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more parting. Glory to God, Brother Jeff. You won't ever have to say goodbye to your daddy ever again when we get over there. Sister Renee, you won't ever have to say goodbye to your mama when we get over there. Those of you that's lost loved ones all over this place, you won't ever have to say goodbye one more time because God has overcome. God has overcome death. He has overcome the grave. Thank God, as a matter of fact, you get a little further in verse number. 55. It says, O death, where is thy sting, O grave? Where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, but the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've got the victory because Jesus has already overcome what we must have to overcome. Oh, what a wonderful thing that we had the swiftness of it. Boy, it happens in an instant. Actively. It happens in such a way so quickly that you don't even realize it. But I want you to think about this. Look at these verses with me in 1 Corinthians 15. There's something that has to take place. This whole body, Brother Mark, is not made for glory. This body will have to be transformed Aren't you glad that you'll have to leave those backaches, knee aches, colds, flu, COVID? You have to leave all those maladies behind. Cancer. Heart attacks. Don't have to worry about pacemakers anymore. Glory to God. Because Jesus Christ becomes our pacemaker. Hallelujah. The life that He gives to us. Glory to God. You think about how wonderful it is. What is that? Look at with me. Look with me. Because of verse number 53 in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. For this corruption, corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so wonderful. And He has promised us. He has given us participants. Boy, we have the fact that we're going to have to adapt to a new world. I've heard people say I have to adapt to this and I have to adapt to that. Well, your body is not made for eternity, so therefore your body is going to have to be adapted to be able to make. Get rid of corruption. Why this whole body not allowed to go in? Because the Bible says that nothing that has corruption is allowed there. This whole body has corruption. But thanks be to God, Brother John, there's coming a day when Jesus Christ will give me something a whole lot better than what I've got right now. Boy, I'm thankful for what I've got. I'm thankful for how He's touched me and blessed me and given me, Lord, the crows on my back, the raiment that I have and the the food. You can tell I like the food that He gave me. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, there's coming a better day when He gives me a better body where I can go and worship the Savior. I can worship God Almighty. I can cry out in Revelation chapter number 5, stand there and say, worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. But I want you to look also the sound of His coming. 
The sound of His coming is so very important. Turn with me, First Thessalonians chapter number 4. You knew I was going there. First Thessalonians chapter number 4. You begin to think about this and the, the sounds that begin to happen. For the Lord, verse number 16, Himself shall descend from heaven with a... Hallelujah. With a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Boy, there's a good sound happening. The trump of God. The shout from heaven. I, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 something's going to happen one day that I'm going to hear that the world will not hear. You say, well, what is the sound of this, sound of this coming, sound of His coming? What is that going to sound like? To the world, it's going to be silence. They'll not hear a word. They'll not hear a shout. They'll just think, all the weirdos are gone. I'm glad to be a weirdo. (laughs) I'm glad to be here in that number. Boy, you think the sound of His coming silence to the world. Look down with me. You've got your Bible open. If you look in 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter number 5, verse number 2, look what the Bible says. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Silent, quiet, Nothing there. Years and years ago, there was a a group of folks that was in a college stadium. And as they were in that college stadium, they were listening and watching this football game. And they were thinking, boy, our team's going to come through. But uh, all of a sudden, their team was getting the socks beat off of them. I believe it was Michigan. I think I just quenched the spirit right there. I'm sorry. They were getting the socks beat off of them. And boy, they were just having problems and they were thinking this all of a sudden. But then all of a sudden, Dad, it was amazing to these people because the announcers and everyone in the stadium were trying to figure out what was going on. Because right down the road, everybody started listening to something else. There was a World Series game going on. And the Milwaukee Brewers were winning. Now that's a miracle of God. But the Milwaukee Brewers were winning the baseball game. And every time the Milwaukee Brewers scored, had a good play, Brother Landon, the people in the football stadium were cheering. Now, how in the world was that? They were tuned in to a different frequency. They had headphones in. And they've been, they may have been a spectator of the football game, but what they were listening for. Hallelujah. What they were listening for was a whole nother frequency. Brother Jim, my ears are tuned into a completely different frequency. 
And if you are blood bought, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, your ears should be tuned to completely different frequency than this whole world. Don't pay attention to what's happening. Don't pay attention to those people that are uh, overcoming here and it seems like they're just winning. But glory to God in the end. Thank God Almighty that Jesus Christ wins. That Jesus Christ overcomes. And there will come a day with a shout from glory, with a trump of God, that He will come and we will be raptured up and brought up out of this place into a wonderful, wonderful place called heaven. My home forevermore. But not only do we have the sound, we have the sureness, we have the swiftness, but we have the sweetness of His coming. You say, Brother Shane, what could possibly be the sweetness of His coming? Well, that is music to my ears. When we get back to our text, verse Timothy, uh, Titus chapter number 2, verse number 13, it says, looking for that blessed hope. And what else? Glorious appearing. Magnificent. Splendid. Excellent. Kingly. Majestic. Perfect. Exalted state. Glorious appearing. What could be any more glorious than hearing the sound of our Savior? Revelation chapter number 4, verse number 1, and God leaning over the portals of heaven and over the balcony of heaven and saying, Come up hither. In a moment of the twinkling of an eye, what happens? The glorious appearing, what I've been waiting for for years and years and years, Brother Dustin, Brother Nicholas, what I've been waiting for for years. I've been waiting for Jesus Christ to come again. I've heard my mom and my dad talk about it. I heard my grandparents talk about it. And now I've heard preachers talk about it. And I've heard our pastor talk about it. And I've heard youth pastors talk about it. And I've heard children's pastors talk about it. And I've heard evangelists talk about it. And now here I stand before you today saying that it could be an imminent return. It could happen right now. It could happen before. Before we say amen, it could happen before you ever pillow your head on your pillow tonight. It could happen before you get up in the morning. But glory to God, be prepared, be ready, because Jesus is coming soon. Boy, we look at that and we say, well, Brother Shane, this glorious appearing, that's good for those Christians. Yes, but at the end, my favorite verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, 18th verse. My favorite verse. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. How can you comfort someone that has laid a loved one to rest? Uh, Jeff, you went to lay your father in the ground yesterday. Breaks my heart to think that if Lord Terry's is coming, I'll stand in that place someday. Each and every one of us will stand. But I think about this. The first mention of the word coffin is found in the book of Genesis. 
It's talking about Joseph. He says, you put my bones in a coffin and you will take me out of this place. Get me out of here. That word coffin can actually be translated to a treasure box. So we take our treasures and we place them in that box, in that treasure box. And they're not only, Brother John, a treasure to us, but they're a treasure to God. Because in Malachi chapter number 3, <laughs> hallelujah, verse number 17, says that one day God will make up His Jewels. So what's going to happen? The treasure box is going to open. The jewels are going to come out. And the glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ comes and we get to meet Him in the air. And so why I can say this, comfort one another with these words, because Jesus Christ is coming soon. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I just want to see Him. I just want to see His glorious appearing. And what the great part about it is, is it's going to be a wonderful day. An absolutely wonderful day.